Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror, no, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Either. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to a playoff edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Uh, welcome into the show. I'm your host, Edub. Today we are talking, well, we always talk, man, talking <laughs> Atlanta Hawks basketball. Uh, the Hawks squeak out a victory in game three of the Eastern Conference first round playoffs against the Miami Heat. 111 to 110. A lot of ebb and flows of the game. Um yeah man, there's a lot to talk about. We're gonna talk about all that. We're gonna read some uh, we're gonna get some fan feedback. I don't have any sound for you guys because I didn't record the Zoom because I was traveling home trying to make it home. I apologize for that, but um make sure you check out my girl Jamelia J. Um, she always usually does like the, the post game stuff or whatever. So y'all make sure y'all check her out. But, um, first things first, man, let's just get rid of some of this housekeeping. We are the Hawks beat podcast presented by the minute media podcast network. We are the official podcast of the, uh, the minute media brand, and we are excited to be part of the network. So y'all make sure y'all show some love to fan cited and, all of those wonderful sites, the Players Tribune, uh, all of those sites that are affiliated with the Minute Media Podcast Network. Also, we're also wanting to connect with you. We want to connect with you guys. <laughs> so make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Beat is how you get at us. Uh, we love to interact with our fans. You know, Mainly on Twitter is our main vehicle, but we do post stuff on, on Instagram and and Facebook as well. We try to stay current. And uh, so y'all make sure y'all do that too. 
Um, I, I rarely plug the website. Um, the website is thehawksbeat.com. I, I rarely plug the website because the website usually leads you to a lot of the stuff that we got going on with the social media and the uh, the podcast. So it's best just to kiss, just just to uh, point you guys to the podcast and the social media and just kind of move out the middleman. But hey, for those who want to check out the website, check out the website. The website is the t h e thehawksbeat.com, and uh, you check us out there. I usually, I really just use the website for like community news stuff that the Hawks got going on uh, in the community or, or things that they have going on for like game day or like any press release that they send me. So that's kind of how we used the website for the vehicle uh, of what pretty much how we use the website for the most part. Um, last but not least, again, like I mentioned, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. However you listen, Apple Pods, Spotify, uh iHeartRadio, whatever it is, man. Just make sure y'all give us a five-star rating, and we greatly appreciate it, man. Greatly appreciate it. Now, listen, we about to jump into this, man. We about to jump into this game because it was a game. Capital G. Game with a capital G. If you were in the building, I know um, you, uh, you're you probably still on probably an emotional high from tonight. Playoff atmosphere basketball is just crazy. It's just crazy, man. Like, there's nothing like it. Um, it's just so, it's like that much, it's so much more intense than regular season. It's just, it's it's an awesome environment. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But um, let's start in the beginning, man. The beginning. Uh, the game was postponed about 30 minutes because they said a suspicious package was found outside of the arena. So I think somebody said there it was like around the Dominique statue. Like, yo, man, like, what are y'all doing? Who leaving packages by the Dominique state? Like, by the Dominique statue? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, you know, y'all leave them anywhere, but don't leave them by Neek's statue. You know what I'm saying? This, this is the mayor of Atlanta right here. <laughs> but nevertheless, um, yeah, the game got postponed. Uh, a good 30 minutes, and I, I was wondering, like, what kind of effect it was going to have on the players, on the teams. But, uh, listen, once things got started, it was all to the good. And, and I thought that, uh, you know, we were still treated to a very good competitive basketball game. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. Just real quick before I get into the game, me and my guy Don, shout out DNA Sports. Y'all make sure y'all check him out. We're going to the media table, and we sit down. And I'm like, there's nobody in this section. There's like nobody in the bottom level, nobody top level. It's just me and Don. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, do they not know this is a seven o'clock tip? I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, yo, man, this game is going to start in 12 minutes. Like, what is really going on? And then one of the security folks came up and was like, yo, uh, there's a, a suspicious package. So we had to move everybody out from the area and me and my guy we were just sitting there so shout out to the ushers doing their job uh getting people in the safe place for them to be so and shout out to all the people that stole t-shirts because somebody stole one of my t-shirts uh tonight so i appreciate those who uh (laughs) listen i'm not gonna say i didn't come home without a t-shirt but somebody took the shirt off my uh chair and i don't appreciate y'all doing that but I guess the game is what the game is going to be. So 
Let's go ahead and get into this game, man, before it gets too late. <laughs> um, I, I thought the Hawks came out the first quarter, and I wasn't really impressed with the energy. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't really impressed with the energy all night until about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, the first quarter was, was a lot of back and forth. And um, I was just like, look, man, like y'all, y'all are, this is pretty much as close to an elimination game without it actually being an elimination game. You don't want to go down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. That's what you don't want. I just kind of expected a little bit more juice. So if you watched the game and you saw how they were playing in the fourth quarter, I kind of expected the Hawks to start the game like that. Uh, in, in the po- in the pregame con- in the pregame conference, Nate was like, you know, I'm expecting the guys to come out with a lot of urgency, and you know, I'm expecting to see you know a little bit more pop. But I just didn't see it. Like, I mean, I promise, like, I didn't see it until, like, eight minutes left in the, in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't I don't know, like, if there's anybody really to blame for that or if, you know, just Miami's just good. Like, Miami's really good. Um, I'm watching the game in the first quarter, and I'm like, yo, like, Trey don't really have nowhere to go. Like, those guys, when they switch off of Trey – like, I, I saw one play, like, Bam out of Bale, like, switched on Trey, and Trey could not get around him. Like, the help defense they have, they are just good, and they're, they're, they're doggy. Like, I, like, when I watch them play defense, they're just dogs. Like, they're just all over the place. They, they're, they're locked in. And watching this Hawks team all season, I mean, this the Hawks' bread and butter was just all season was just their offense. You know, they were just so offensively good. And defensively, they were just, you know, they're ranked 27. So, I mean, that's not even me, you know, banging on the Hawks. That's just what it was. And it was just hard for Trey. It was hard for the Hawks, I thought. Um, they shot 50%, which is good. Miami took a ton of threes in that first quarter. They took 12 threes and they only hit two of them. And I think that was the reason why the Hawks were kind of still in the game. Um, but the Hawks, is like every basket that they got was, it was like, like they really had to work for it. Like they really had to work for it. But they really just kept fighting. They really kept fighting. I thought second quarter was a much better look for the Hawks. I think by then both teams are kind of settled in. Um, I liked what I saw all night. And this is going to be a theme that you're going to hear all night on this podcast. From the bench. DeLon Wright, Anyeka Kongu, Bogey Bogdanovich, to say the least. Those three guys out the bench, Nate only went to eight guys tonight. Only went to eight guys. And if you know anything about playoff basketball, that's what most coaches do. Most coaches, when playoff basketball starts, they, uh, they don't go 10 and 12 deep unless it's like a blowout. Um, so this is typical playoff basketball. This is what it, this is what it looks like. You know, I really like the minutes that you got from those guys. As soon as they came in, even in the end of the first quarter, I thought that they finished the quarter. Well, bogey comes in and, and you know, he gets some buckets. Delon is just, listen, I, <laughs> let me stop right now. I'm going to stop right now with the game recap. I'm going to stop right now. And, and I got to take just a moment. 
I just got to take a moment to talk about DeLon Wright. And if you follow me on Twitter, at Hawksbeat, you probably already heard what I said. DeLon Wright has played himself into some money. <laughs> this man has done played himself into some money. He's about to be a free agent. And I, and I hate to say this. I hate to say this. DeLon has priced himself out of Atlanta. He's priced himself out of Atlanta. There is no way that they're going to be able to resign him. No way. He's going to make good money. And I'm happy for the kid. I'm happy for the kid. Because going into this offseason, I'm going to tell you this. And we haven't gotten into our offseason like, podcast yet. We're going to do that when the season is over. But there's no way Travis is going to be looking to add salary to this team. No way it's going to happen. No way it's going to happen. But uh, and I don't think he's going to take no home, no, no, no discount. You know, that's just the business of the NBA. Um, Travis is going to be looking to cut salary, man. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you without getting into future podcasts, um, Travis is going to be looking to dump salary. And unfortunately, the price for Delonte DeLon Wright, it's going up. Shout out to Brad, the president of the DeLon Wright Fan Club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the price is going up, man. Next year, Trey's uh, is the first year that Trey's money kicks in. So Trey goes from a salary of $8.3 million to $30.5 next year. Yeah. Uh, you got DeAndre Hunter. His 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 money is starting to kick in a little bit. You know he. Are you gonna extend him? What are you gonna do with him? You know, um, there's a lot of decisions that got to be made. Kevin Herter's money kicks in next year. Kevin's gonna go from making four point two to fourteen point five next season. Listen. We're going to get into all this, I'm telling you. It's kind of exciting. I really like playing with the numbers. We're going to get into that on another podcast when the season is over. I'm just saying this. DeLon Wright has played himself into a nice little contract. And good for him. But he's not going to be in Atlanta next year. He's just not. Uh, he makes 8.5. He's going to be a free agent. I And I imagine he's going to make much more in that next season. Had a great game tonight. He is just the glue. He is just the glue to this team. He is his team's best perimeter defender. And he is just, what whatever the team needs, he going to go get it. You need an offensive board, he going to go get it. You need, you, need a, you need a defensive stop. You need a guy that's going to get out there and, and play defense. He going he gonna to do it. Uh, what can you say about DeLon Wright, man? Great game tonight. And I, I'm, I'm listen. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. I really pull for that dude. But all of those guys coming off the bench, Bogey, DeLon, Anyeka, I thought that they really set the tone for the Hawks. And I think that's the reason why they went into the the, the halftime with the, uh, with the seven-point lead. You know, 61 to 54 at half. Trey hadn't really got going. He was 10 points, five assists. One thing about Trey, even though his shooting numbers weren't good, I didn't think he had necessarily a bad game. You know, I thought that he was still orchestrating the offense. I thought that kind of, I, I thought that kind of needed to play faster. But you know, it, it seemed like toward the end they started playing a little bit faster, and that's kind of the speed where he wants to be. Um, 
you don't want to just get into a half court game with, with Miami because they'll 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 eat you up, especially when they do that one through five switching. Nah, man, you don't want no piece. <laughs> you don't want no parts of that. You do not want no parts of that. So it's best to like run 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 and, and gun against this Heat team. Third quarter was a freaking mess. <laughs> it was a mess. They go on a twenty. I think it was a twenty or twenty-one point run in the third quarter. They outscored a score. They outscored the Hawks thirty-one sixteen, and then all of a sudden the sky is falling. Hawks fans were losing their mind. Oh, Nate! Nate's gotta get fired. DeAndre Hunter's a bum. Like they were, they were going off. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, you got a whole nother quarter. Like, you got a whole nother quarter left. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't over till it's over. And it's easy for me to say that because I'm not a fan in the traditional sense of fandom, you know? So, like, I get it. You know, it, it is what it is. But <laughs> they were going nuts in that third quarter, man. You know? It was like, oh, bring out the broom. You know, it, 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 was, it was gloom and doom. And I could understand why. I'm not judging y'all. I could understand why. If I was a fan like that, I could understand why you would feel that way. Especially after seeing your team get beat 31 to 16 in that second quarter. I mean, that third quarter. And uh, to be honest, things didn't start out well in the fourth quarter. Um, I think the biggest lead of the night was 14 for Miami. But the Hawks always managed to kind of stick around. Always managed to stick around. Um I thought that um, Nate did a good thing by giving Trey some rest time. He gave him the normal rest. He didn't rush him back. And, you know, there was a lot of talk about Nate on my timeline, and, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. But I, I give Nate credit for this. When you're a coach, you got to make adjustments, and you're always searching for that right group of guys. I thought tonight... He found the right group of guys to close the game out. And I think that that was the most important thing. You know, closing the game out with Bogey, DeLon, Anyeka, Kevin, and Trey. That was your best five for the night. That was your best five for the night. And traditionally, y'all know Nate. Nate don't like to go small like that. You know, you got Onyeka, and you don't even got a true four there. You sat Gallo and John Collins for the whole fourth quarter, and that takes stones. And you did it because that was the five you felt you needed to go with, and that was the five that paid off and gave you dividends. Trey had 10 points in the quarter. I think he had all 10 of his points underneath, like, the five-minute mark. I think he got all of his points in, like, four minutes. Beautiful quarter of basketball, just intense, bucket after bucket. Uh, Tyler Hero was making some huge shots. Jimmy Butler was making some huge shots. P.J. Tucker hit a monster three, and every time the Hawks had an answer, every time they had an answer, uh, they were getting killed on them boards, though. I mean, uh, Miami had four offensive rebounds in that quarter, but... um, the Hawks just showed some fight. They showed some fight. And it was the fight that I wanted to see in the first quarter. I wanted to see them coming out swinging. I wanted to see them um, have some intensity about themselves. Like, yo, what is missing about this squad, man? Like, 
Why has nobody hit uh, Kyle Lowry in the mouth? Why are y'all letting these boys just like strong on me? I'm like, yo, they're getting bullied. Like it looked like this Hawks team was getting bullied until the fourth quarter. Uh, this is that's what it was. They was getting bullied. They was getting offensive rebounds. They was more aggressive. They they they, they were their aggressor. I think that now, since you got this win under your belt, you know what it takes to win. You know that these these if you gonna beat this team, you gonna have to punch. You can't just be like, oh, we just gonna rely on these jump shots. No, you're gonna take that thing to the hole. You're gonna have to get creative. And uh you gonna you gonna have to make it work. You're gonna have to make it work. So um Hawks outscore well actually the Heat, they still outscore the Heat. Uh, in in the second, the Heat outscored the Hawks. I'm sorry, in that in that second quarter, 56 to 50, but it was enough for the Hawks to get the dub. Trey gets a teardrop with uh, like five. It leaves like four seconds left on the clock, and then last play of the game, you got to give DeAndre Hunter credit on that defensive play against Jimmy Butler. Doesn't foul him. He, he allows the momentum, and he just he makes him work for that last shot. And that's all you can do is make him work for that last shot because Jimmy Butler, he's a bucket. He's a bucket, and he can hit that shot. But uh, kudos to DeAndre Hunter coming in and playing that defense. Coming in cold because I don't think he had even been in the game. Uh, comes in cold, uh, gets on, Deion, I mean, uh, on Jimmy Butler and makes it really tough. For him to make the shot, he missed the shot, and we'll see you on Sunday. We will see you on Sunday. So, um, credit to the Hawks, man, um, taking care of business, finally showing some fight, and uh, it was good to see. It was good to see. It was good. Uh, just the atmosphere again. The atmosphere tonight was crazy. It was crazy in State Farm Arena, man. If you have any way to get there on Sunday, get there. Get there early, man, so you don't so you don't run into that train or, or you know get into that traffic. But um, yeah, just a good win for the Hawks, man. Um, let's do some fan feedback. Let's do some fan feedback before we get up out of here. Fan feedback, fan feedback. I wish I had like a sounder for that. So um, questions I ask after the game, you know, typical. What are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? Who's the MVP? Um, different things like that. I also asked one about Nate. I wanted to see how y'all felt about Nate McMillan. <laughs> and I, I asked, I said, so if Nate is getting a blame when Miami was up, does he get any credit for the team coming back? Now, so listen, I asked the question kind of in jest because I know how it is, right? Like, I know what it is. You know, I, I know, like, it's, I just know what it is, but I'm just curious as people's reactions and what they're going to say, you know? I, so that's why I ask questions like that. I don't, listen. It doesn't make me no way. Like, I don't care. I don't care how you feel about Nick McMillan. You may want him fired. That's fine. You may want to keep him. That's fine, too. Like, I, I really don't care. I'm really not bothered by how fans feel about their coach. Like, it's, it's cool. It's like, it's your opinion. I don't have to agree with it. And you don't got to agree with mine. And we can still be cool. So, I mean, that's that's kind of just what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, I asked that question. So, I'm going to... um. I'm going to go and read some of your feedback. Let's see. I think they're new. Let me go ahead and get this one. Uh, Amin Charana on Twitter. It looks like Aman underscore C. He said, it should be bogey. Talking about the player of the game. 
He said, but I got to give it to Okungwu just for the offensive rebound and put back in the fourth. I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, Kongu had a big offensive rebound in like the closing. I don't know how much time was on the clock, but big closing uh, offensive board. Got the and one. And it was one of the pivotal plays in the fourth quarter. Um, Nate McMillan even talked about it after the game. And, uh, yeah, Onyeka was big tonight, man. He was big. Um, let's see who else we got. Dala Nunu on Twitter. My God, Dala one says, I knew we was going to win. Said that in all caps. <laughs> so I get it. Like I, I did, you know, Hey, if, if he said he, he, he thought he knew they was going to win, you know, kudos to him, you know, Nostradamus. <laughs> uh, appreciate you for checking in my guy. Um, Jackson Redman on Twitter. My guy, Jackson, says, nothing easy. We're winning in seven. Yeah, check out. Make sure y'all check out Jackson's podcast as well, Hawks Talks. Uh, they do a good job over there on their podcast from the fan perspective. Uh, make sure you check them out. Um, 365 Rashad, he hit me up during the game. He said, look. He said, Trey had been awful, fam. Hey, I, and what did I say to you, Rashad? I said this. I said, look, I think it was like three or four minutes left. I said, there's still time left. Need to finish strong. So I'm glad that tweet uh, matured on a, on a good note. And uh, got to wait till the game is over, my guy. Yeah, Trey didn't have his best shooting night. But in the end, it all worked out. So appreciate you for checking us out. Let's get a few more as far as these fan feedback. Uh, Drew Farmer, 81. He says, 21-0 run can never happen again if we want any type of success. Hey, listen, I grant it. You can't let a team go on a 21-0 run, but sometimes that's just what it's going to be. This is the NBA, and the NBA is always a game of runs. You could go on a 14-2 run, a 21-0 run, just like that. Because the guys playing on the other side of you are really good at playing the game of basketball. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Let me try to get one or two more. Uh, <laughs> my guy Joshua Fletcher hit me up and says, Yo, E-Dub dealing with emotionally drunk Hawks fans. <laughs> he gave me the Jimmy Butler throw the paper toss in the air. It's all good, Joshua, man. I, I never take none of this stuff to heart, man. I never take none of this stuff personal. It's just conversations, man. You know, I ask questions and people feel how they feel, and it's all good. You know, I want to be a place where people feel like they can give their opinions, and I'm not knocking, I mean, I'm not going to knock nobody for that. You know, it's just going to be what it's going to be. Just know that we always ain't all going to agree, and that's fine. That's cool. Last one. Um, ATL Hawks Nation on Twitter said, yes, only because Delon, Bogey, and O.N., <clears throat> He said, got to use common sense at some point. O is your best defensive big. Let him play through the good and bad. It's the only way he gets better. DeLon energy and defense was needed, and Bogey is clutch and impactful. Hey, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Um, I, I I think that Nate is doing a, a good job with the lineup. I, necessarily, I, I don't necessarily. I personally wouldn't start a Kongu, 
uh, if anything, because I like him coming off that bench. You know, I think if you still got if Collins is, is able to go, I think Collins and Gallinari are still 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 the bigs that you start with the idea that Gallo can give you something offensively and John Collins can kind of be a middleman. And I, I don't want to mess up the ecosystem of that bench. Um, that's like saying, OK, bogey's ball and now we got to start him. Nah, I kind of want to keep him in that ecosystem right there. So that's just what I would do. Bogey, DeLon, Onyeka, I would keep all those guys coming off the bench because it seems like they also enjoy playing together. It seems like they have a good synergy. I thought the starters were flat. I thought they were flat, and I thought that they lacked energy, and I thought they lacked intensity. And it wasn't until those guys came in that I'm like, okay, now they're playing with a little heart. You know what I'm saying? Bogey's beating his chest, you know, a Kongu swatting shots and pushing dudes to the ground. That's what you need to see from the other seven dudes. That's what you need to see. And so, you know, you love to see it, man. So, shout out to the bench mob, man. Bogey with 18, DeLon with 13, and Anyeka with nine points in six big rebounds. And uh, he was just tough tonight, man. More than anything, he was tough and so um if you're a hawks fan you love to see it man you love to see it so um before we get up out of here man again you listen to the hawks beat podcast appreciate you guys for rocking with us uh what do the hawks need to do when game four simple you gotta fight dog you gotta fight like i know that's very generic i could give you more x's and o's and uh i could you know say different things but when it comes down to it you gotta have that mentality that look we're not gonna be bullied we're not gonna be pushed around and we're not just gonna sit here and complain to the refs because that's what you have been doing right like you got tonight but you have to get more physical and and i don't i don't know like they can do it they can do it you know um it it seems like those guys like onyeka delon uh, those are the guys who, who, who bring that physicality, you know, they bring that physicality and you got like bogey, who's been very aggressive, very attacking, uh, with his offensive game. That's what you need. You need that. And so don't settle for so many threes. I know the Hawks take a lot of threes, but take it to the hoop, man. Go to the line. I thought they did a decent job of that tonight because, you know, they got Miami in the bonus, uh, fairly quick, but, uh, keep doing that. And uh, the hope is on Sunday you take care of business and go back to Miami 2-2. And you got a whole new series. So we'll see how it shakes out. But thank you guys so much for checking out the Hogsbeat Podcast. I'm your man Edub. It's been a pleasure. Uh, make sure to reshare, retweet, and uh, support. Uh, just just share the, share the show with some, some Hawks fans. <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the other side, man. Hit us up on Twitter, at HawksBeat. Any questions you got, just shoot them at me, man. We here. We here. So, like I always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him, show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E, love. We out. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.